Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we still don't know what's happened to Scruffy. Um, he, he could well be dead, but we don't know. Um, but as uh, the two of us have bravely endeavoured to continue, uh, we are going to break down as much of the NFL as we can, put it in your ear holes and go from there. I'm your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me, as always, I'm Schmidt. DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. What the hell um, was that? The, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I went into the 15 hours in a yes. I am the NFL. You were really <laughs> raised with it. I was born in it. Murdered by it. I was born in the racism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that, that'll link us to a news story that we'll get onto in a bit. <laughs> but I was, I was going to say that, like, it's well, not worked out well, but it it was kind of nice foreshadowing. What was it? Our second one where hey, it was it was entitled Smith the Ghost and the Oracle. You're the Oracle, yeah. and Scruffy yeah. was the Ghost, and now Scruffy's dead. Yeah. So he is a ghost. Yeah, he is a ghost. Yeah. Holy hell! So does that make me the Oracle now? Uh, maybe. Ah, ah! It's taking over me. <laughs> Apologies My for eyes. those who just been raped by that. Ah, I can see the koala that controls space and time. <laughs> so yeah, let's actually get onto some yeah, NFL. Maybe shizum. we should. Maybe we should do <laughs> right. We're going to do something we haven't actually done for a hell of a long time, and that's talk about the news. Because um, there, there's not really much news during the off season. Well. Yeah, but it's also mostly been. Excuse me, watch. Okay, you can. Oh, apparently I stood up. That's not possible. Um, <laughs> uh, cut that out. Um, but Maybe yeah, it was your consciousness that stood up. May yeah, my consciousness left the building. <laughs> but again, the news has been so depressing for the NFL. Like, oh, who's been fined and who's done this and who murdered who and who's doing this? It's just like. <sighs> this is the sport we're meant to love, and people are the players themselves are ruining it. But to, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, in that regards, you're saying, "Oh, that's news in the NFL." No, no, no. Depressing news is just the news. There is barely ever any like, "Oh, they, these people did amazing, well done." There's your news for the day. It is always very, very depressing stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm going to... That's just the news in general. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Good stuff happens in the world, but people just don't care about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just donated £1 billion to an orphanage. But this person tweeted something we don't like. Report him! Yep. Yep. This is a bigger story! Yep, yep. (sighs) Talking of people we don't like, should we talk about just Sean Watson? (laughs) I thought you were going to, like bring up the entirety of Washington or something like that. <laughs> That's unfair. Coach Riviera is a nice guy. As I say, not even the football team, just the entire state. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson, uh, as we have talked about previously, uh, had 22 lawsuits of sexual misconduct. has now gone up to 24. And as of today, the 25th of June, uh, he has settled 20 of those. Now the discussions around the whole situation is whether he's going to get, you know, sued by the NFL or or um, face 
a ban on the NFL. We just don't know. Um, it's currently up in arms. But the Browns have shot themselves in the foot by isolating their kind of draft first uh, round quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Um, so if Baker is ba- uh, like out of the NFL or refuses to play and uh, Deshaun Watson is banned, they fall back on just Kobe Brissett. But this whole bloody situation with Deshaun Watson, I mean, I, I've never liked the, the, the Browns as an organisation um, for the way they run things, but my God, this is a screw-up, isn't it, Smith? Yes. Slam dunk. Got it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Most of the time you were talking, obviously we've got the news segment open yeah. i'm just looking at the picture and i'm just i'm focusing on one area of the picture and thinking it's not even that big although it does look like it's giving me a thumbs up uh okay uh for those who don't know what he's talking about he's talking about Deshaun watson's penis yep <laughs> uh for the image uh this is an image of him shaking hands with what looks to be a uh, guard of some kind uh, Teller number seventy-seven, and it was just a vague outline of uh, of a crotch rocket. <laughs> rocket. Sorry. A sure. Crotch ICBM. I don't know. I'd say crotch pen cap. Okay. Continuing on with uh, hard-hitting journalism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. Like I don't know what to say on it. Yeah. And uh, I can't. I know I was reading one of them that you sent me before where it was something like, oh, he may get banned or whatever mm-hmm. for the entire 22 season, if not indefinitely. And it's like, so I assume there'll be fines and everything like that as yeah. an extra thing, but that to me doesn't seem like that much. No, no. I mean, for what the guaranteed money that is in his contract. Um, yeah, he's getting paid to sit at home, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, first year is only, like, only one million. But then it goes up and up and up exponentially each year. But this this is the problem with the NFL. Um, you know, talent overshines crime. Um, you know, we've seen it with Roethlisberger. We've seen it with so many players. And it's just like... <sighs> I just, I just want somebody to have a bit of morality. I mean, don't get me wrong. When it comes to people in the public eye, sometimes there are things where, okay, they may have done something that is sometimes not that extremely bad, but because they're in the public, in the public eye, they have to be made an example yeah. of. Yeah. It doesn't always seem that way with, especially the ones that we end up looking at and speaking on. Yeah. It does. And it does seem like that thing of, oh, you know, I'm an NFL player now, I can do whatever the fuck I want. All right, I might get a bit of a slap on the wrist a year off, get paid to just play some video games in my house, and then I'm back at it. Mm-hmm. They're essentially held to a lower set of rules yeah. than the rest of us. Yeah, that's it. Hi. Or even if it's just the same rules, but the less judgment on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 why we should be holding people like this to a higher standard, but quite often we kept them just because they can throw a ball really well. We let them get away with so much. Yeah, do you, do you remember? Like I, I don't know for yourself, but obviously I'm the older of two brothers. That thing when you're growing up, where it's oh you're the older one, you should know better. Mm-hmm. 
you're a professional, you should know better. Yeah. Yeah, but it goes back to something we've said quite a while ago, which is the money, the fame, the fortune corrupts a lot of this, so they feel invincible. Even from a college standpoint, they just feel invincible. And even then, it's the the whole money sort of aspect making people, you know, greedy and everything. That's it's a bigger form of thing where it's it's not even just from the player's Mm. standpoint. Like we've discussed in the past with the. Um, Washington organization. Yeah, there's they're they're not players, but there's clearly something where they you know they've they've also had to think of you know I'm in the power seat here. I yep. can do whatever the fuck I want, say whatever the fuck I want. If somebody tries it, I'll try and hide it, or I'll come up with some half-assed apology. Yeah, and I'll have to deal with it. Yeah, fantastic. So let let's bring this back to to the Brown situation with Deshaun uh, Watson. If you were in the driver's seat of, you know, his disciplinary hearing, so to speak, from the NFL side of things, what would you do? How long is his contract for? He's got a five-year contract with the Browns. So, yeah, definitely slam on a suspension more than a year. Yep. I'd make sure some of the fines essentially kind of leave him with nothing. Okay. You know, as part of his guaranteed contracting. Yep, yep. Because uh, obviously, I, I know a lot of the times we we see them and they're like, "Oh, they're getting a hundred million dollar contract, but only fifty of that is guaranteed or something." Yeah. The rest is like the incentives of stuff like that. So the, the, there's a bunch of that they they'll never get. So that's already putting them down like that. Has any of them? Has he basically been proven guilty on any of them? So he's not or going to settled, face. Is it just... He's not going to face criminal charges, but he has settled uh, with a lot of the lawsuits. So I say he's settled 20 of 24 cases for undisclosed figures. They're all going to be tied up with NDAs and stuff like that. So we'll never know how much he paid towards his victims. Because um, that, that's like that in itself is just like, oh, you, you're paying someone with an, and then giving them an NDA. Yeah. Which means you would, you would, there's hush money. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, it's, to, to me, they're in the wrong. They essentially should just face judgment like all of us yeah. should do. If some, if we did that, we'd be going to jail. Yeah, I mean, that's the trouble with this. these kind of allegations is because they're not they're not able to prove them in a court of law, therefore Deshaun Watson will never face criminal charges for it. But again, if, if it was anybody else, the, the, the victim would not have hesitated to go to the police straight away. But because it's a high-profile person character assassinations and all that kind of stuff are, are a real thing, but you know, I just don't think 24 people are going to lie about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, if, if one person had said it, it's like, okay, maybe this is, you know, a bit of an attention thing, yeah. and then more and more and more and more and more come out with, all with the same story, yeah. not like a mixed and muddled thing. Yeah. It is clearly something against like it's ha- has actual actually happened and yeah. should be taken a lot more serious than it seems to yeah. ever actually be taken. Yeah. Okay then, and then final question about it: Do you think Commissioner Goodell could should step in and allow the Browns to void their contract with Deshaun Watson? Because this has been floated around that you know with the the now growing list. Um, you know, say so I think it's two, maybe four more people came through forward 
um, and alleged this. Do you think did, they should um, they should be able to avoid the contract? Did he have any of these allegations coming out on, on him when they took him on? Well, at the time they actually signed the contract, he hadn't played for a year for the Houston Texans at, because of this. So this this situation all came out last year, right before the twenty twenty one season. I would say no. Okay. If things were already coming up, like obviously as public people in the public, yeah, we're the last to know things. Yeah. So things could have been coming up, going on a lot longer than we would ever know. Yeah. If they knew any of this and still took him on, yeah. they knew the risks. That's their fault. Yep. No. If there was absolutely nothing, and then it all started coming out, yeah, I think it would kiss that. That's not something that they knew knew about on yeah. a prejudge thing. It's like when we were talking about like this is it's not actually like related to like you know arrest and whatever, but like when we're talking about um, you know injuries that they check out mm-hmm. in on the combine for drafts and stuff like yeah. that, they know that beforehand, so they make a decision on yeah. that beforehand whether it. It is worth the risk or not? Yeah. Obviously, that's not as serious as this sort of stuff. But if they've took the risk, risk and this happens, no, big fat no. I am actually inclined to agree with you. I I am inclined to agree with you because at the end of the day, he didn't play for a year because of the holdout with the Texans. I'm holding that for more money, and then these allegations came out. He's just he's a cancerous property to any NFL team at this point. Like there is no way that I mean I know a lot of. Browns fans on Twitter and stuff like that have actively cancelled season tickets, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think some people have kept their going because they just want to go to the game and boo the whole time. I mean, which is fair <laughs> enough. Um, that's what I would be doing. Um, but this is just, I say, it's just, it's just not even. It's not funny. It's not. It's not anything about this. Is just dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. Um, you know the Browns as an organization giving this major money to Deshaun Watson to then isolate Baker Mayfield, knowing what they know, and potentially like have no starting quarterback for at least eight games. It's mental. But um, like you said, that it's a dumb decision after. Dumb. Is it a dumb decision or is it just plainly the wrong decision? I don't think. Not a, I think not both. a dumb and the like. Oh, you bleh, whatever, whatever happens happens. Oh, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. They if they like knew. Oh, there was some risks here. This seventy thirty would be a mistake. Well, that to me seems like it's the wrong decision in the first place. I mean, depends on your de- definition of your of dumb. But I think at the end of the day, when this decision was made, a lot of people had either sniffed something that had made them lose too many brain cells. <laughs> Anyway. Cleveland happened to have some glue factories in there. Stay here, at all. You know, honestly, either that or they are all just brain dead from shooting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that was, that was not a funny joke that I made. I am so sorry about that one. Um, either way, I just yeah, um, they're not they're not brain dead if they shot themselves. They're yeah, dead, yeah. dead. <laughs> dead, dead. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say with you saying there that obviously people have been cancelling season tickets and stuff like that yeah. I completely understand that Yeah, but it's like um, we were saying well at least I, I've said it It was a bit unfair of me to judge the entire Raiders team on certain individuals obviously the, the players and then again I get this there's people behind the scenes who are like coaches and stuff who have yeah. because there are good players 
on those oh, teams yeah. who deserve the respect and still to be admired. But I, I completely understand where those people are coming from, and even the people, like you said, who are keeping the tickets just to go and boo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say like I've never, I would never brand any organization as completely bad because at the end of the day, you're looking at seventy plus odd players. Hundreds of coaches, hundreds of ground staff, all this kind of stuff, let alone the board and all this kind of, you know, I'm never going to brand any any organisation or franchise in the NFL as completely and utterly, like, morally bankrupt. Um, okay, so let's move on uh, to our next kind of discussion. Um, and this is going to centre around former Washington quarterback. Was he, was he Washington? can't remember now. 49ers. He was at 49ers, but I thought he was at Washington as well. I just know him from the 49ers, if I'm honest. Pretty sure. No, he was literally six seasons at the 49ers. Okay, I'm an idiot. Former 49ers quarterback, uh, Colin Kaepernick, who had a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, a little over a month ago, I think. And, but nothing's come of it. No, there was no signing involved. There was no news around it. Um, however, a, a Raiders source, Warren Sapp, has come out and said he, that he heard it was a disaster. He heard that the one of the worst workouts ever. But everybody is, else said he looked fine. Which, yeah. Yeah, for, for fine is still isn't great. But no. I was going to say, it, it's weird that when we first got the story a few weeks ago mm-hmm. it said that he was looking good nothing's come of it yet yeah but everything was looking good and it sounded like it was all quite promising yeah so this is like opposite end of the scale and just kind of came out of nowhere yeah yeah as much as it'd be a dumpster fire i think if if the raiders don't sign him maybe the browns need to because apparently, like, if their their quarterback situations are a wreck, you know, maybe Jacoby Brissett isn't their starter. Should Cop- should Kaepernick go over there? Uh, I don't know. I again with this whole situation, I feel so bad for Kaepernick. Um, like, you know, he he peacefully protested, and then, you know, two years later or something like that, everybody was protesting. Like I said, like the even the hopes of. Oh, him getting on a team due to a team's desperation. Yeah, isn't what he deserves at all. No, but I mean, I say he's he's getting up there in age. He's thirty-five, um, so he doesn't have a lot of seasons left in him. It, it would be gutting if he didn't get like any other professional contracts anymore because of how it happened. Um, but well, I just I it's just such a fucking nightmare that he's, he's just unable to get signed for standing up for racial justice. Uh, it's, it, it's like one of those, you know, when you were like sometimes a job hunting and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, sorry, we can't hire you because you don't have enough experience. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, oh, we, we can't sign you because you've not had any experience in the past three years. Like, well, that's not my fault. Yeah. Nobody would let me back in. Yeah. Uh, I hope it works out for him. And, and to be honest, I don't think it's too bad a shout of him getting to the brown even if like you know they signed him on a one year deal or something yeah. like that or yeah. desperation and then hopefully has a decent season not 
obviously he won't have an amazing one. I don't think he would at all. Anybody being mm. out for that longer than coming straight back into it. No. Um, hopefully he has a decent season and then through that would get more opportunities with other se- other teams where they'd be like, you know what? He he is still got he's still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the 49ers using this thing in now? Uh, they've still got Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought they were getting rid. As it stands, they haven't got rid. I just thought they were getting rid. And I mean, I there, just... there was a bit of bad blood there because they wanted to move on to Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance their backup now or their rookie prospect? Yes, Trey Lance is their rookie prospect. So there was a lot of bad blood between that. So he could have been moving on. Um, but I, I say, as as yet, nobody has made any moves. I definitely thought he was going to be leaving or being kicked out because he started appearing in those Subway adverts. So it's like, he's found a way to at least get some money. <laughs> the same adverts with uh, Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, who clearly aren't going anywhere, but for some reason, Garoppolo was in one as well. There you go. Showing that he's not going anywhere. Um, Okay, thinking about the NFL franchises at the moment, who would you say is most in need of a quarterback and should take the chance on Jimmy G? Uh, Not Jimmy G, Colin Kaepernick. Um, Let me look at the teams. So, looking at them right now, like I said before, Browns is a good shout out of their desperation. Yep. I'm not going to lie, Steelers might be a bit of a shout just for the experience factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know why, but the my eye keeps being drawn to the Panthers. Panthers is an interesting one. Panthers is a very interesting one because their QB situation is an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, um, it was like Cam Newton was supposed to be coming back and doing having this amazing season, and he just kind of did fuck all. Well, not only that, they had, they had. I think the the. Panthers for the 2021 season were paying like four quarterbacks and had two of them on their roster because they they paid because when uh, Cam Newton was at Patriots he was still being paid for by the Panthers mm-hmm. and that contract still had another year on it so they were still paying Cam Newton they had what's his face so they had got somebody named Davis Cheek Matt Coral Sam Darnold Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold was the guy I was thinking of. Sam Darnold was the former Jets quarterback. And then there's, I say, PJ Walker, because I think Darnold went out injured in that season. PJ Walker came in, and then, yeah, that, that, I say, so they were paying for like four or five quarterbacks. Yeah. And I I know that Davis Cheek and Matt Carroll are nothing because they don't even have profile images. It's just a, like, silhouette of a human head. Fair enough. There, yeah, like you those, where there you get like a, a Twitter thing and you've not put a profile picture yet. It's just an egg. <laughs> it's, like it, it's still evolving. <laughs> when will um, it hatch? But yeah, I can for some reason I could not think of Sam Darnold's name. Yeah, um, no. like like yourself, and didn't even know PG Walker had played this season. I yeah, clearly had not remembered him. So, like you said, apart from Cam Newton, who in my mind scored one. Touchdown! Screamed and back, and then proceeded to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That sounds <laughs> that sounds accurate. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I, I do think that might be a, a good shout. Even again, if it is 
out of desperation of them needing a quarterback who can actually, you know, make some plays. Yeah, yeah. So I've got two in my mind. The first one is a bit of an obvious one, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, obviously with their trading away True. of Russell Wilson, got Drew Locke, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's an obvious situation where a quarterback with experience can fit right in. And, you know, with, with that kind of offence, could could do well, you know. The, so I just I think that could go well. The other one I'm thinking of is the Miami Dolphins. Um, oh, I did not think you would go there at all. No? Where did you think I was going to go? I was having a look and I was thinking, hmm, maybe New York Giants. They well, yeah. definitely did a decent quarterback there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even the Lions. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah, either is. of those could have been, could have been options. But I think the Miami Dolphins, because Tua Tungalavailoa is not the quarterback that he was tipped to be a couple of years ago. Um, and Are I you just... sure? According to the cheater, he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Yes, but if you if you if I gave you a job for a hundred million. And you said one bad thing about me, I'm making sure you don't get another job. True. You know what I mean? And especially in a game of sports where if you say, you know, if I'm your team captain and you start slagging me off, I'm not helping you out on the pitch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know. Yeah, I guess because of, I think because of uh, him hyping him up. Yeah. It's not something that sprang to mind at, mind at all. Uh, and also, I, I am impressed every time you say his la- to his last name. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, I, I still can't say it. <laughs> it's it's many, many, many attempts of trying to say it. Um, I thought you were going to say it's many, many, many consonants. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, not, not untrue. But yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed every time you, you're able to say his name without having to have multiple attempts like I would <laughs> or at least do that like instead of saying the name you go tag the yeah, <laughs> yeah excuse me can I have some parmesan with this tour please <laughs> I'd like the tour tongue of Iloa with salmon uh, in the <laughs> creme sauce please yeah how can you say his last name and then pronounce cream wrong some people call it creme because it's like creme I'm joking. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was just joking, joking. <laughs> just like you made me creme in my pants. Oh. What were we saying? Do you remember that that discussion we had pre-podcast? We were like, if we have time to do two sections. Yeah. And I was like. At this point, I don't even think we're going to finish the news section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right. So, yeah, that, that was my pick. I, I thought Miami could uh, could maybe do with uh, some help in the QB room, but with that kind of organisation, I just don't know, with, you know, with Colin Kaepernick's stance on, uh, on, on you know, that, that kind of... Um, yeah, that's what Brian that's Flores true. is doing as well. You know what I mean? I just don't think Colin would put himself in that situation. Could, could like obviously, 
of those two for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, asking it, um, which one would be the one you would pick out then? But out of the, obviously the, the three that I said were Browns, um, Panthers, and Steelers. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon that, like, if for example he was in the running for one of those three, do you reckon that factor with Flores being there? Oh yeah, hundred percent. the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is, the Steelers, with the with the pure exception of Ben Roethlisberger, seems to be where a lot of the people who fight injustice seem to seem to end up. Between Brian Flores, uh, their their Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mike Tomlin. There you go. Thank you. I knew it was Tomlin. I just couldn't remember his bloody first name. Um, I, I only knew it because I have the page open where yeah. his name is there. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would never have known. <laughs> yeah, but I say Mike Tomlin's been an absolute stud for that sort of stuff. I just think if you know when you when you said Steelers, I I properly could see it going that way. It's just whether the teams at that moment want to take that chance on him. Um, and I, mm. I say I think I genuinely think a lot of those teams. You know, we've talked about Seahawks. Miami Steelers, um, Panthers, even the Giants, Jets, stuff like that. They should take a serious look at the situation and go, "We need somebody on this on this team that can actually be our moral compass." Somewhat. See, the reason I didn't mention the Jets and I only mentioned the Giants out of the two New York mm. teams is because they have an okay quarterback. Yeah, it's the rest of the team they need to sort out so the quarterback can do his job properly. Yeah, because I've seen plenty of clips and footage of him doing okay. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. gonna say he's like he's like you know gonna be a hall of fame or anything. Not gonna, but do, no. doing you know doing well. Yeah, and, and I, I guess I just... guess in the same note, we've seen plenty of Daniel Jones not doing enough to actually be a first choice quarterback, let alone a, a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and it's it's like <clears throat> he might not have the same skill or ability, but. Big, massive example, Joe Burrow, when mm-hmm. the O-line aren't performing, he can't do his job, sack after yeah. sack, I think most sacks this season, when they actually do the job and he can pull it off, he's magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, <laughs> I don't think it's on the same level, but it, it, that's an example I've seen from this year at the very least to like yeah. sort of think it like that. But yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, de- definitely if... If Pickett isn't already like a top performer in their like training camps, and mm-hmm. they're like Jesus Christ, it, he's all we need. Yeah, that would be a good show, especially with because I didn't think about that at first until you mentioned it with uh, Flores being there. Yeah, but it's a good show, especially for the sort of relationship aspect of being on a team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, should we talk about the Brian Flores revelations or, or extra stuff now or? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, all right, let's move on to that sort of situation. So, obviously, uh, Brian Flores is suing uh, three teams, uh, including the Miami Dolphins, the, oof, which was it, New York, one of the New York teams or something like that. Uh, I will double-check now if you... Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they are alleging over hiring practices, uh, management practices and just discrimination in general and it's one of those things where a lot of people are talking about it and as of let me see so it seems to be obviously the dolphins yep 
Uh, and it's mentioned in the Broncos, mm-hmm. Giants, and Texans, Brian, where Broncos, he Giants, interviewed Texans, yeah. for head coaching jobs. Yeah, yeah. Nobody oh, specifically mentions then that he he received in quotation sham interviews from the Broncos yeah. and Giants. Yeah. So I guess yeah. they're the two main ones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, earlier on in the year. Former Arizona Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes and league veteran Ray Haunton joined the discrimination lawsuit against the NFL, um, brandishing, again, the same sort of tactics. As of... Oh, I've just closed that page. That's not a clever move from myself. Um, as of June 22nd, obviously we're recording this on the 25th, um, the NFL is filing to move it into uh, arbitration. Not knowing the American legal system too well, I don't actually know what this means. Um, I was just going to—I was just going to jokingly say, just for the listeners out there, not me, not me, the listeners. What does that mean? <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm going to explain it to you. Arbitration. Uh, um, uh, the plaintiffs agree to express the claims involving two or more member clubs. And uh, no, I've got no idea. But What's the I mean, that's uh, <laughs> that's where a uh, you take a pot plant and uh, you give it jiff. What's jiff? Stuff that comes out your penis. Oh, I thought that was just how uh, Mike Tyson says it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna jiff on your face. I'm gonna jiff on your face. Fuck. God. <laughs> but I say there's there's so much going on here. I mean the the fact that a couple of people have joined with Brian Brian Flores as well. Um, I keep saying Brian for some reason. Yeah, um, I didn't want to pull you up on it. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I can say to, to a tongue of fire lower, but I can't say Brian. You can't say Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm preparing myself for his last name every single time. Flores. Flores, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Brian like, Flores. Brian Flores. I'm going to dip on your Flores. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just... I don't know. This, this, I mean, I'm glad that something's still happening with it. Again, I just need to know whether moving it to arbitration is a positive step, meaning that something's going to be done about it and this and the other. Or whether it's a negative step, it's like just being brushed off, uh, uh, like under the, the rug sort of thing. Yeah, as if it's sort of like, okay, well, you have three years to get this suit in order. Yeah. But we're going to put you in this word that means that it will uh, be in limbo for th- two yeah. and a half years. So you only have six months to actually do something. Yeah. Just to bullshit things around. But um, yeah, because neither of us know what that means. I don't think either of us can get into it yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, um, so if you know what arbitration means in the American legal system, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at BritCaveBlitz. Is arbitration not the uh, guy in the Halo games who's the enemy of Master Chief? That's that's what it means. So they're going to get the arbitration in and stab... With his energy uh, sword. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just going to stab like trial by combat style. <laughs> whoever lives, like they'll just play a massive game of like manhunt, and whoever's the last one standing wins the lawsuit. <laughs> I now make the rules because I'm the only one left. <laughs> Everyone's racist, but me. <laughs> oh Jesus! But yeah, um, so stuff's moving on about that. I mean, I'm going to try and read up on about this later, 
um, and you know next podcast I might retract or, or you know double down on a statement and say arbitration's great or arbitration's really bad and let let try and learn the, the American legal system a bit better. Did we mention where those other two coaches are at the moment as well, by the way? So, uh, Steve Wilkes was a former Arizona Cardinals head he's, coach. He's current, currently employed by the Carolina Panthers of, uh, okay. as defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach. There you and go. Horton is now retired. He is, yep, there we go. I mean, NFL journeyman, so to speak. Um, been, in the, been in the league a number of years and going from there. I mean, they're, they're going to know... The situation. I just hope if, if people have felt discriminated against in the NFL, jump on the bandwagon as well. I just hope that some actual changes, like real changes, comes about. Like the Rooney rule was put in place, and you know, not enough done about it. You know, again, under the Rooney rule, teams have to interview minority coaches, but they don't have to give them a job. They don't. There's no quota for it, and I don't know. Whether I just don't know what needs to happen. I mean, with this whole thing going on, I think teams just need to actually hire the person who's best for the fucking job. Mm-hmm. It would, it would. It might be better off if they actually just start doing blind interviews. Yeah, as if like they do some form of test and yeah. receive receive the results and go. Oh, this one, this one is perfect. To give yeah. an answer that we need in this team, and then. Yeah, that's it. But I mean, the fact that Brian Flores doesn't have a head coaching job in the NFL is a tragedy, just oh. for the way that he actually turned around the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah, they they had a, a winning season. Yeah, that season, and yeah, that that yeah. made no sense to me whatsoever when that no. first happened. I mean, um, they they were in the running, in in a, in a division that had been dominated by the Patriots, and is for all intents and purposes should be being dominated by the Buffalo Bills. They almost got a playoff spot. They almost got a playoff spot. They were 10-7, weren't they? I think they were something like that, yeah. So, and then to, to, to go through this doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say sh- the interview should be like a, a coaching version of The Voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just turn around. They don't get to see them. They just turn around in chairs. Oh, man. Right, here it is, okay? Each coach, potential coach, is given, you know, a blind pick of the team sort of thing. They have to build a, you know, 22-man team, 11 on defence, 11 on offence, and they play a 15-minute scrimmage. Whoever wins gets moved on to the next round, and then they just do a tournament for who gets the job. (laughs) See, I I completely went a different route in my brain where it's like, oh... They'll, you know, choose who they want, and then it. You remember, like old school X Factor, where somebody gets the over thirties, and I'm like, <laughs> in my brain, I was like, that team is fucked. <laughs> somebody gets the somebody who picks the groups. They end up with a team of three hundred on the pitch at once. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh. <laughs> I don't know um, why it's so hard for me to find <laughs> what the Dolphins went last season. I can find all the other stats, but that. They went 9 and 8. 9 and 8. So, yeah, only one one game off 10 and 7, really. And yeah. Who were we talking about the other week in a stats thing? And the lowest in their league, but still fucking higher than everybody else. And they were yeah. 10 and 7. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. And a very, well, extremely unjust. 
for that yeah. to happen to him. Yeah, completely. yeah absolutely. Uh, anything a bit more light-hearted? <laughs> well, light-hearted to a degree. You know, nobody's nobody's been hurt by this one. Um, Debo Samuel, uh, he's in contract negotiation with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the wide receiver uh, wanted to be traded away, um, asked for a trade away from the team, but he would settle for a long-term extension. Um, obviously, he wants to guarantee his future because, I mean, he was just such a massive part of their 2021 offense. And then their star tight end, George Kittle, has chimed in and say he wouldn't be surprised if a contract extension came in about a week before the regular season started. Right. You know, he, he says that it, it's something that normally the, the 49ers leave till last minute, but he says they actually probably would have saved money and done staved a lot of bad blood if they'd have done it halfway through the season because Debo Samuel lit the league up with his numbers. So if they'd have extended him halfway through the season, they'd have saved a lot of money during it. Um, obviously... In the meantime, Christian Kirk has got a major deal, a four-year, seventy-two million, and then the likes of you know Devontae Adams happened, AJ Brown happened, Cooper Cup happened, Tyreek Hill happened. He's holding out for the big money, the big, big money, mm. um, and could be unlikely to get it from the likes of the 49ers. If there was anybody out there who would be paying that big money, who do you think it would be? That I know we a... I know we've mentioned like a, a few things, and you were mm. like, "Where the fuck are the Rams getting this money from?" Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be surprising if they just like randomly pulled pulled out like a forty million dollar contract and it's like, "There you go, come yeah, to us." It, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the bloody Rams cap situation, but goddamn, if they keep making these kind of big money deals, they must be pushing hell of a lot of money down the road. Yeah, at um, the end of the day, money is a human creation. Yeah. We can just create more of it. Yeah, yeah, but the NFL cap is set year on year, so they can't just create more cap. Yeah, but they're the winners of the Super Bowl, so they don't have to be held to the same standards other humans <laughs> do. <laughs> oh, okay, so they can create, you know, gun crime and yeah. discrimination and, and get away with it. Gotcha. So you're the winners. That, that they get rings, and they also get to be able to take somebody else's cap space and add it to their spot. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. To be fair, if that were the case, I'd take the Cleveland Browns and just further screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Banter. I'm just trying to think of teams that have an opening at wide receiver and potentially a lot of cap space. The the likes of the Jets. I don't know their cap situation, but. I don't know that they have any massive players on their team that would be holding up a lot of cap space. The Giants could be the same way, but I think they got a couple of players that, that take up a lot of their cap. The Seahawks, but then they've got that wide receiver room where they probably don't want it. Um, but they have just got rid of a lot of cap space. Yeah, a couple of teams like that. Like, are the Titans looking for a wide receiver? They probably have to get rid of AJ Brown. They probably and should do. Did they re- did they release Julio Julio Jones as well? I think they have. Yeah, due I think to they injury. Have. Well, not due to injury, but he was injured last season. Barely yeah. played, but I'm pretty sure they they released him as well. Yeah, that, so he's not currently under contract. It's one one of them where like 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 you said, even with you know just Adebo Samuel. Yeah think of like they'll probably do it a week before lots of players will be just snatched up last second won't they yeah yeah because to be, to be honest the rams technically would be looking for a wide receiver 
Yeah. Because Odell Beckham Jr. isn't signed to him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but then they still have, you know, Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, I know they, they have Cooper Cup. It's not like they're completely empty. No, 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 yeah. absolutely. But part of their, like, amazing season came down to them having those two as wide receiver yeah. where he yeah. he didn't just have Cooper Cup, he had options. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, who would you say Debra Samuels should be courting for a long term contract? Well, clearly me, but um <laughs> in an NFL career, let me have a think. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm just I'm literally just gonna go through the list. Um I don't think the Bills would be. No. Dolphins wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Who's the Patriots got at wide receiver? Oh, probably a load of nobodies. I mean, on, on well, I'd say unless they have some that they know are going to be up-and-comers, but it is Belichick, and that's possibly yeah. his, like, actual specialty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Ty Montgomery... Uh, former Have we Saints? mentioned Nelson Aguilar before, or is there somebody else with Aguilar as the last name? I think we've mentioned Jamal Aguilar. Because uh, he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The guy who done like the 100 yard thingies? No, that that's Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew, there we go. I don't think we've mentioned another Aguilar then. For some reason, that name sounded familiar for some reason. Jets kind of have nobody. Mm. Jacoby Myers. Who do the Ravens have? I know Hollywood they've got Brown. Is that Mark East Brown? Yeah. Who I saw a clip of who apparently dropped five touchdown ca- catches this year. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bad. He had a great breakout season, and then a terrible kind of second season. Mm. Uh, so their wide receivers: Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay. James Poach the second, Tyler Wallace, Jamal, Jalen Moore. Oh, I'm not seeing Marquise Brown on the list. I know they've got Andrews at a tight end who Jackson uses quite a bit. So I don't think there's any issue there. Obviously, Bengals have Chase. Marquise Brown has been traded to the Cardinals. Ooh, maybe that came out a while ago and I've just not, I've just forgot about it. Did on say when? the on day one of the 2022 NFL draft, Brown and the Ravens third pick were traded to Arizona Cardinal for the 23rd pick in the first round. Uh, yeah, so it's clearly something that we just forgot about. Uh, to be fair, we so- spoke so much about loads of different parts of the draft. I think a trade between two teams we haven't really mentioned a lot of was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Browns? No. I doubt we'd go there anyway. Dealers have bought Claypool. Where did you... Juju Schuster-Smith? Where did he end up getting traded to? Juju Smith-Schuster? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is currently under contract at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs. So there's nobody recognisable, really, apart from Claypool, who doesn't know what he's doing half the time on the pitch anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given their quarterback situation, I couldn't see him going there. Texans, no. Colts, no. Not under Matt Ryan. No, I just I hate it when I see compliments about him, like with his accuracy and his strength as an arm. It's like, all right, yeah, but his his feet, I mean, his legs have basically atrophied at this point because he doesn't use them. <laughs> uh, Jags definitely wouldn't go there. Titans possibility, but see, I don't if I think... were a wide receiver, I'd want to go with the Jags. Really, 
Trevor Lawrence, that number one overall pick, he looked great, just was in a team that couldn't do anything for him. With a coach change, mentality change, maybe free up some money because they got a lot of people under like low-end contracts. I don't know, that might be a good shout for a, a, a wide receiver trying to prove themselves. I don't think he's trying to prove himself, though. I'm. I think he's trying to. In in my mind, he he wants to go somewhere where he, he can. He knows he can get the money. Yeah. And he knows he can get the stats. Yeah. Fair enough. Which I do, would also also in my mind would put him out going to the Titans, because okay. in my mind most of those yards gained would go through Derrick Henry, not mm-hmm. wide receivers. Uh, yeah. Broncos at the moment because the QB situation. No Chiefs. Wait, you wouldn't go to the Broncos with Russell Wilson? One of the most accurate passers. I've got them mixed up. He's <laughs> gone from he's gone from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Yeah. Possibly, yeah, because he Wilson does use a lot of those plays, don't he? Like especially with Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah. He essentially just goes go long and then as they're running he throws it and says not far enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Broncos sounds like a good shout. Yeah. Dragon Chargers to be a good shout with Herbert being a slender. Oh, mate. If, if you know, if, if Debo Samuels... Again, Debo Samuels' game is a lot of those jet sweeps and then off he goes sort of situations. He'd probably be perfect for a little bit of an alley-oop with Herbert. You know, getting a getting some distance, gunslinging mentality. I'd, I'd rate that. I'd rate that highly. I would, yeah, I would say the best fits in my mind for him mm-hmm. would be... One of those two, then the Broncos or the Chargers. Yeah, you guys won't want him, would you? I'd I'd love to have him on the team. Are you kidding me? Would you? Do you think he'd fit? It wouldn't that, factor into that... our running game because of you know the the Jones and um, Dylan situation. But in our wide receiver room, you know we've got a load of rookies. Amari Rogers, who was not good last year. Alan Lazard, who has never really, to my mind, shown promise as a wide receiver one. And then, I say, like, the rest of them are rookies. So you kind of got, a, oh, well, obviously, you've got Randall Cobb as well, but he's more of the slot receiver. If Debo Samuel goes in there, he could play a very good game as as, as long as he can, you know contest passes and stuff like that he'll be a very good wide receiver one um, or you know at least a very relied upon number two at the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. yeah like in my mind I don't think he would fit necessarily because to me Rodgers has like the one, one of or if not the lowest interception count out there in my mind I don't know if that's because of Devontae Adams you know how safe he is being passed to a lot of one... the passing Games of the things safe. I will say is in the seven games that Devontae Adams didn't play for Green Bay under the Matt LaFleur era, we were 7-0. and oh. So Devontae Adams, whilst he was a great part of it, was still not the reason we won games. And I mean, if you look at that, and that, that kind of uh, that playoff game against the 49ers... Arguably, you could say that Devontae Adams being on the pitch is the reason that we lost. Because Aaron Rodgers tried to force it into Devontae Adams. Even though Devontae Adams couldn't bring it down, there was still very little interceptions in that game. I didn't mean that like he's focusing yeah. on one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant more that, like to me, Samuel is either grab and go or sprint, lob, catch. 
and I don't see a yeah. lot of lobbing catches, or I don't see a, a lot of lobbing from Rogers. Uh, see a lot of maybe medium to short passes to secure and not only Rogers be safe, is one of but the be smart. Best Hail Mary kings that I've ever seen. The only trouble is he's had mixed relationship with the guy that would normally be that kind of sprint passer sort of thing. He's had a couple of because he went to the Kansas City Chiefs. What's his bloody name? It's not Geronimo Allison. Marquis Van Scantling. There you go, MVS. MVS, for the 20 past, I want to say past three years, has been the speed guy. But he had a lot of problems with his hands and that ball security issue. But again, if you see, there are some times when, you know, Adams is doing a, a short in or something like that and Cobb's doing, you know, some kind of small route and you just see MVS sprinting down the line. As soon as MVS breaks away from the person covering him Rogers chucks him the ball and they'll mm-hmm. normally get about a good 50 yards so it just depends if he has that speed guy there and he trusts that speed guy you'll see some bombs from Rogers right anything yeah so those were my two where I think yeah possibly made for best uh, is there anything else we were discussing those are the four news stories that I had uh, in their entirety um, did did, have we ever mentioned about how uh, games this season are coming to Prime? We haven't. So yeah, there's the story in, in its entirety. <laughs> so some games this season, uh, like obviously, and some are on ESPN, some are CBS, some like cause I can see like the preseason ones now, where they're all marked off for what they'll be um, mm-hmm. shown by. Some are coming to Amazon Prime this season. There you go. There you go. I know it's not the NFL fix, but don't think you mentioned in one of the other podcasts, but I know we've talked about it, that the XFL have made a mm-hmm. thing with Disney. Yep, yep. Was that supposed to be for this, like, within the next year or something? I can't remember. So the first season of the XFL is meant to be starting, I want to say, the Sunday after the Super Bowl in 2023. Ah. So I think... I think Super Bowl Sunday in 2023 is the 5th, and then it's going to be that weekend afterwards. So I think it's going to be the 10th to the 12th of February. That's when the XFL is starting. Nice. Uh, and apparently all the games are on Disney+. Plus. So if you know we get to that point, we will be able to transition between an NFL podcast to an XFL podcast... Um, and we'll have the exciting moments of, you know, when I choose a team and when Smith chooses a player that he likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll choose six players, all from different teams, Yeah. so that I can root against half of the franchises, but yep. not the other half. <laughs> um, but yeah, the XFL now being pioneered by The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, and I thought you were going to see the rock, <laughs> rock the Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> rock the Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson and Danny Garcia are championing that, taking over from uh, the WW something guy uh, Vince McMahon. But yeah, all forty-three of the XFL games should be on Disney Plus. Nice. I thought you were going to say all forty-three of the teams, and I was like, what? Um, <laughs> Yes, that's, that's good, which just means football all year round. It's not going to be all year, because I think the XFL is only going to be like two months long. 
Even if I don't like a player, I will say now, whichever team I'm going to support, it will be based on their logo. Okay. Okay. It will be, be based on visual factors. Yeah, so there are eight teams. Uh, the DC Defenders, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the San Antonio XFL team, the Orlando XFL team, the Houston Roughnecks, the Dallas Renegades, the Seattle Dragons, and the Las Vegas XFL team. I guarantee I'm not supporting any of them that couldn't be bothered coming up with a logo. I think they're just all call just... themselves the XFL team. I think it's literally because they're the XFL was meant to be back in 2020, but then obviously didn't because of you know world-ending diseases and that the the original i think there were six teams originally uh which would be the st louis battle battle hawks dc defenders houston roughnecks dallas renegades seattle dragons and then another team that eventually didn't make it onto this round of the xfl because they went bankrupt so then they filled the ballots and made it up to eight teams because i think it, i say i think it was originally gonna be the uh the six teams right so i'm telling you now all of those logos are disgusting to me. <laughs> so I don't know who the hell I'm going to go with. I hate them all. Okay. Uh, Isn't the the Houston Roughnecks logo just the Houston Oilers logo, but they've put a red H in it? Isn't it pretty much the exact same? Wow. Wow, that, that is very, yep, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't think you can uh, make one of those oil towers look <laughs> like any different than they are so yeah. like i know that's a hard thing but that is ridiculous <laughs> there you go unoriginality so i won't be supporting the houston roughnecks then which i wouldn't support them anyway because it's too close to rednecks yeah that's true how have fucking texas got two teams in this fucking thing houston and dallas yeah yeah well texas is basically half half of the u.s it's fucking gonna, huge. It is huge, but I don't think it's as big as half the US. But the fact that they're fucking... they got two teams in the NFL. Now they've got two teams... Like, they're a quarter of the XFL. Texas is a quarter of the XFL. Eight, eight teams, you said, were Dallas Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, LA Wildcats, New York Guardians... LA Wildcats? Where are you getting LA? this list from? I'm just getting off a fucking picture. S- send that picture, because I've got... Completely different teams to you. So re- read them off again. DC Defenders, St. Louis Battlehawks, San Antonio, Orlando, Houston Roughnecks, Dallas Renegades, Seattle Dragons, and Las Vegas. There's no Vegas on this one. When is your picture dated? I'm trying to find that now. Oh, that's from 2020. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. I think the 20, yeah, 2022, they won't have any teams because tw- it doesn't start till 2023. So got Dallas, Houston. But this, this is the Wikipedia article, and it's not always accurate but I mean this is what I have here this is where I was getting I wonder how much of this is going to actually make it to the podcast Dallas Renegades logo if it's the same one I've seen basically just looks like Ninja's logo (laughs) Seattle Dragons must be original but very uninspired see Battlehawks and Defenders honestly look like you know when you play COD and you're on one team or the other yeah Yeah. Battlehawks versus Defenders yeah, I was I was thinking that the Battlehawks looks like um the Jedi insignia. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Alright, well I think I've picked a team. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, ending on that stupid segment. 
Uh, is there anything else? In that stupid segment where we're recording for about 10 minutes and probably none of it will make it to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, current state of the NFL, obviously we're looking at uh, going into the second year of the 17-game schedule, and we are also in the rotation of every eight years, a team has to give up a home game and an away game uh, to go for an international game. Now, obviously, internationally, we have three games in London, one game in Germany, and one game in Mexico. Uh, that's the current state of stuff that we're going for at the moment. How long do you think it is before that starts to expand? Do we then move to an 18-game season? Do we move to more games internationally? Do we see you know, on a game in Australia, a game somewhere else in Europe, maybe a game in Africa? Um, do we also see the extension of the bye week? Do we see two bye weeks, you know, for, for so, some teams? At this moment in time, Mm-hmm. I don't see there being, you know, more weeks within the NFL, as in like more games and more okay. weeks. Uh, as of yet, that may take that could be a possibility in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely think that the NFL fan base as a whole is growing quite quickly across the globe. Yeah. Um, one, I'm gonna put it down to even just like with COVID and the lack of things to watch on TV anymore. Some people are just switching the channel and then liking it and sticking with it. Right. Um, one of the places you did mention was Africa. Mm-hmm. The NFL have just recently been doing some like things over there, like training camps and stuff. No, really? Yeah. Um, if we could find the fucking story, I'd... We are so prepared for this show. Ah, okay. So, like, this is just... Oh, it's a fucking video. Uh, literally all all the news story says is uh, Brown's Awusu Koromoa inspires our NFL Africa camp in Ghana right there you go so there is I don't know if that's just a Browns thing or that sounds really wrong that I've just said that just a Cleveland Browns thing that they're doing camps in Africa to uh, raise awareness because actually to be honest I think the first place I saw it was on Miles Garrett's Instagram right that he was over there yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's just them or it's a, a, a NFL thing entirely. Definitely seeing things like that is definitely expanding. I don't know about actual international games in Africa as of yeah. yet, but I definitely think they could expand in Europe. Yeah. Some more and Australia is a massive shout, especially given their national sport being rugby league, which is again a contact sport. Yeah. It would be something that would resonate with them, I think, more than people who are into so- like countries that are just devoted to soccer so yeah yeah but yeah i definitely see that in the next to one to two years because how many games is it usually it's usually two or three games in london and now it's so, gone to three games in london and one in yeah. mexico one in germany so that's already yes. gone up by two games which is four teams yeah so i mean we're you know we're at that kind of that point where for especially for traveling teams that one bye week you know some teams travel like god knows how many hundreds of miles for one game a season let alone the thousands upon thousands they travel for the entire season um Mm -hmm. and for not to have a bye week around about that time jet lag and all that kind of stuff i think it's the packers this year once they play their game in the ninth of uh, the ninth of October, they actually don't have a bye week afterwards, which 
Um, unlike the you know the Atlanta Falcons, the Jets, and stuff like that, they took the bye week immediately after the game, uh, whereas the Packers have elected to have their bye week later on. I think November time. Ah, uh, sorry, I, I thought you meant that they'd elected to have their bye week before no. the international. Just in in what you've said, obviously with. Mm? The being every year, so like for example, now the, the Packers are in London this year. Yep. So they won't have to sacrifice a home game until for another eight, or home or away game for another eight years to an international. Is that I think how it works? It's not going to be for another eight years. It's a eight year cycle. So you got to imagine the cycle started in twenty twenty one. So the next cycle will start in twenty twenty nine. So I reckon twenty twenty nine is going to be the next year we see major changes in the NFL scheduling. Potentially where you go to, say, an 18-game season uh, or, you know, go an extra in the international categories. What are you thinking, change-wise? I mean, I've spoken about it before. I, I think, I genuinely think, potentially after that, you know, if we talk about it in the next seven years, we're going to hear potential new teams coming into the NFL potentially either you know something like a fifth team coming into each of the divisions or something like an AFC or an NFC Central introduced Mm -hmm. potentially the expansion of uh, the playoffs I think the playoffs will definitely expand um, given that they already had the seventh team into the into the, the wild card sort of situation um, I think that's going to expand. Do you think, like, just as a, a an idea here, like, do you think it's more likely that the uh, NFL as a whole would expand to? And I think it it's a more it's a better and more sensible idea for, like you said, doing AFC and an NFC Central rather than add a fifth team to each thing. Do you think that they would do that, or depending on the success or lack of success of USFL? XFL, mm-hmm. maybe merge. So it's still the NFL, but they ab- sort of absorb those teams. I don't think so. Uh, purely based on a lot of the stuff that goes on, you know, contractually with the USFL and the XFL, I don't think they'll merge. But it's a very good shout. It's a very good shout. Um, the, you know, the reason I thought about that is obviously because. <clears throat> I know you've mentioned that the USFL tried to be a thing in the past and didn't get enough traction, and now they're trying again. Yeah. Even if they didn't get enough traction to be a standalone this time, if the NFL was to absorb some of them, at least they are absorbing something with a fan base that already exists. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. I mean, it could happen with either of those. Um, I completely get where you're coming from. My thoughts on it was that they would potentially introduce an international team or, you know, try and get an actual, you know, non-American team into it. So even mm-hmm. looking at maybe a, uh, you know, Mexican team, maybe an actual London team, not sure how it would go because that would be even more travelling for a lot of those teams. Um, yeah, especially for a, a, a team that is actually international, yeah. that is yeah. half their season. Yeah. Yeah, going I overseas, think... Essentially. I think 
I think it would be interesting to add an international element to maybe the playoffs or something along that lines. You know, maybe, I don't know, add it so that maybe, you know, much like the XFL and the USFL, you had the creation of a European league and then and then you had after the Super Bowl maybe the Hyper Bowl or something along that lines where the winners of the European uh, American Football League or whatever it ends up being um, faces off against the NFL champion team uh, for a true champion of the world sort of situation but again yeah, see that- like th- this is something that does happen in the uh, NRL yeah where <laughs> a team from the Super League over here goes against an Australian team yeah every year the Australian team always fucking trounces them yeah that's their national sport and they are way better right yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I did think that a especially if they w- did go the international uh, route I know that Germany have a big thing that's obviously why it's in Munich uh, so that might be a good shot but definitely London yeah. or at least somewhere in the UK especially with was it two UK players drafted this year just in the normal draft I think so it seems to be something that is growing that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that would actually be a, a decent shout for them to have an yeah, international mean, team over here. Absolutely, I think I think the international players' pathway has to expand to reflect that for sure. But I mean, it doesn't have obviously have to be you know something competitive. I would just like to see more European slash rest of the world involvement in the sport. Maybe exhibition matches, or you know, in the introduction of that extra bye week. Some teams take that bi- extra bye week together to do some kind of exhibition in Europe or, you know, something along that lines. But I think with the way that the NFL is being celebrated across a lot of the world now, they have to do something about that. And, you know, the continuation of, you know, the American football just being an American sport um, and not being able to... You know, even if even if the NFL actually invented a European league and just funded it and allowed players to go between, you know, so say a couple of the American players want to play in Europe full time, they are allowed to do that. You know, they mm-hmm. can get traded to a European league, um, you know, much like, you know, English football players or soccer players can go between countries easily. Um, I think that sort of thing should be should be implemented, and I also think it'd be very good for, you know, I say Germany has a big American football following. I think there are quite a lot of other co- countries that could could put together leagues or, or you know divisions at the very least. We could have we could see European football, uh, American football become really bigger. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but yeah, I think you know after this eight year cycle that we're currently you know going into the second year of i do believe that uh something something big is on the on the cards either with the expansion of the season expansion of the team's list something something's going to come so you know because at the end of the day that the nfl executives you know to put it very bluntly are looking to make more money out of this sport um and it honestly there's only so many ways you can make more money off of this sport than just, you know, charging more money for tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if they're 
deal with EA Sports games is any factor, they will just keep bumping the prices up of anything regardless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but like I know we mentioned it before we started recording. Did we, did we even mention in this recording that Rob Gronkowski has got back into retirement? No, well, that was the only thing you wanted to bring up, and I completely and I never brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely forgot about it. It's just popped up on my news thing now. Yeah, Rob oh. back into retirement. Yeah, yeah. After three years of fake retirement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's gone back into retirement. Was it two? No, it was two years of fake retirement, wasn't it? Was the fake retirement the thing that he jokes about? So that yeah. the Lions yeah, can yeah, pick yeah. him up. Yeah, yeah, because uh, <laughs> the story goes that he was the Patriots head office approached him and said, "We're going to trade you to the Lions," and he said, "Nah, I retire." And then obviously Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers and says, "Gronk, you should come with me." He unretires to get traded to the Buccaneers. <laughs> nice. So Gronkowski's now winning that battle. He's uh, now reti- retired twice. Um, yeah, he's got one retirement over Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of Do want him to come back out of retirement and re-retire so that he always has that advantage. Anytime yeah. like Tom Brady announces it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back. And now I'm retired again. Yeah, do, do you think, in 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 general, do you think he would actually come back? Or do you reckon I, it I don't would, think so. It would need a massive fucking payday. I don't think it's about the money for him. I don't think it's about the money for him. I think it's literally he's recognised that his body has had its limits like because he could play for another couple of years with Brady and make all the money he wanted to but I think you know that last season probably took something out of him because mm. yeah, didn't, didn't he have a back injury as well I think so I think yeah he was out uh, I can't remember there was, there was something about a back injury when yeah it's insane to think that like that person who t- to me when you see him on 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 things, just seems to be a, a a kid in a gigantic man's body. Oh yeah, um, is retiring because he's getting too old for the job he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, maybe if the lions want him, he'll come out retirement <laughs> for them or something like that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lions approach him. Do you want to come back and play with Jared Goff? <laughs> well, it just means that uh, Rob Gronkowski wouldn't have any other contact. Well, that's <laughs> all. Get past the Lions' O line and onto Goff, so his body would be able to handle it. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or are we ending it? There? I think we should end it there. I think no we've problem. had enough silliness for today. Good luck no with uh, good luck with editing this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we pretend to know everything that's going on and then quickly Google what we don't know. Uh, once again, I have been the unusual Greg, the unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. He has been... I am Smith. I am DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Brick Cave Blitz. Um... Once again, uh, the Twitter, not Twitter, the Instagram story is always worth a mention. Um, always oh, got good stories on there. Always oh, worth a mention. <sighs> <laughs> Come um, back next week when I've replaced Smith. 
The thing, oh, the thing is, the last podcast I couldn't speak sh- speak for shit, and now it, it's been transported onto Even, you. To be fair, I have been bloody ill over the past week, and I've st- like past two weeks probably. And I, still I think whoever recovered. takes the helm, the pressure gets to them. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my that's episodes exactly what it is. A fucking moron. But um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourself, and see you next week. And go pack, go. Brick of Bliss. Oh, Brick of Bliss. I was born in the Brick of Bliss. <laughs> I was born in the Blitz. <laughs> I was raised by it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>